Welcome to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. Hey, coaches, before we get going today, I just wanted to thank you for all you've been doing to support this podcast. And we have an incredible lineup coming up here. We have just about every major college conference represented. We have a ton of FBS coaches, Division II coaches, Division Three coaches, some great high school football coaches coming on the podcast to share with you and help you grow professionally during this time. I really appreciate all of you asking your questions on Twitter. Please follow me at Coach K Grabowski for our daily updates on our guests and your opportunity to ask questions. We will read them on the show and attribute those to you. So please contribute to the show as much as you can. Our football development model, which is something we've rolled out here at USA Football, and this is really for you to be able to help your youth football programs develop. It's about a long-term athlete development plan, something that comes off of the American development model, which is something that the USOC has put together. The idea is that we're able to teach skills in a progression starting at the youngest ages. We're also looking at the different game types we have, whether that's flag, which is non-contact, limited contact games like padded flag or tackle bar and full contact and the right progressions for contact teaching there as well. Be sure to check out all we do at footballdevelopment.com and check out what we're doing with the FDM, the football development model at usafootball.com backslash FDM. On today's coaching coordinator podcast, we talk about an important topic Getting alignment with your external stakeholders, or in our terms, coaching them up to be able to get them on board with what you're doing and get that buy-in. And joining us on the podcast, a repeat performer to help us discuss this topic and present what's really worked for him, five-time state champion at Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma, head football coach, Kirk Frederick. Kirk, great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, Keith. Having that. A good time listening to all this stuff. I know you're putting some stuff on the web where we can see some resources. It's it's crazy. I, I almost feel busier now trying to keep up with everyone. There's so much good information out there. And then and having this, this podcast, I've been listening for, I don't know, two or three years now. And it's definitely made some of those uh, drives to Florida, those long windshield times. Definitely have learned a lot there. And then obviously going out on walks, I, I have a tendency to to judge how far I'm walking on how long your podcasts are. And so I've kind of enjoyed some of those shorter ones lately. <laughs> well, coach, I'm going to tell you, we're going to get you in shape here because we've we've been able to reach out to a lot of coaches who do have time on their hands. And while I'm always uh, very conscientious, especially those guys at the upper level who have crazy schedules of, of keeping them on the shorter end of things, but they've been willing to give some extra time here. So we're going to get you in shape. <laughs> I may have to break those up in a couple of days, but definitely there's some great information there. Absolutely. Well, coach, today I think is some great information for our listeners out there. And, you know, I think back to, you know, my days as a first time head coach or even, you know, the times where I took over a new program and you get so focused right away on those guys who are immediately right in front of you, your new coaching staff and your players. And the idea is you're going to get that alignment from them. And, And they are the most important group, right? You touch their lives daily, but you know, it's easy to forget everybody else who needs to be involved. But if you're going to have long-term success, 
if you're going to get a bunch of people in your community pulling the right way, you got to coach up those external stakeholders as well. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's one of those things that, that I think it's one of those chicken and egg things, you know, that, you know, which comes first. And a lot of times we just, we are so focused on, on those internal things, you know, those internal stakeholders. I mean, the people that are doing the work, I mean, your players, your coaches, you know, and judging their, the satisfaction of, of their success and the strategy or whatever it might be. Those are definitely important, but there's people that we might say on the outside, but I, I, I think they're, they're just on the fringe that have an impact. And I've uh, had a chance, uh, gosh, it's been several years ago, but made it, made a decision that I wanted to, to travel and, and kind of a bucket list thing for me is go see the, the you know, University of Notre Dame and, and go up there and, and I went up there for a spring football clinic. It was crazy. There were so many people there, but got a chance to see the campus. And if you're a football coach, I, I think everyone wants to go there at least once. And and being from Oklahoma, that was a neat deal for us. And then when we were there, they had you know a couple of outside speakers. And at that time, Urban Meyer was out of coaching, and he was there and he spoke and he talked about his you know everyone when he went into a new job. I think this was the one that and in Florida and. And he had said that, man, every person that that touches your program, you need to have impact and have input with. And he talked about the the people that, you know, uh, the academic advisors, the cafeteria workers. I mean, just all these people that you you may may overlook from time to time, they have an impact on your program. And, you know, for me, a stakeholder, if you're going to define it, is is someone who has a has an interest in your organization and you know in the business world they even have shareholders you know people have to invest their money but you know in coaching we start thinking about stakeholders of well, who are our stakeholders and who are those people that that have an impact and and you've got to take some time and, and sit down and think about well who is really in who who re- really has a vested interest in how our football program is run or how our football season goes and those are some things you can set down and look at and define for yourself yeah and coach with with that it's you know understanding I guess for lack of better terms the needs and and desires of each of those different groups because they, they I mean everybody wants the success part right but the way they're going to be involved and the way they can contribute and, and some of the expectations they have with that can be distinctly different from your parent group or your booster group or your administration group or, you know, the community in general. So you have to kind of look at each of those maybe with a a slightly different perspective to understand and to be able to meet those needs. Yeah, I I think so. And, you know, a a big part of where I'm going to go with this topic deals with your administration and some of those things. But if you are avoiding being those types of situations with parents or you're avoiding those those deals with administration and just focusing on, you know, your team and those, you're going to get to a point where you're going to need those, those people. And the way you run your program is going to determine how successful you're going to be in, in those people meeting those needs. And, and then you trying to meet the needs for those people. You know, we all, you can even look out there to your community and talk about your fans and man, we really want them on Fridays, but what did you do? to coach them up. I mean, what did you do to generate interest and, and coach those stakeholders, those external things out there, those organizations, those groups out there, whether it's the Rotary Club or, or the church groups. And, you know, we all want it at that crucial time, but, but what did you do in your program to invest in those, those types of uh, external stakeholders and, 
And I think it takes time for, as a coach to sit down. It's one of those things that, that I've sat down and, and thought, all right, who are these people? What are these, these outside groups or these people that are right on the fringe that, that have an impact and, and try to coach them up and let them know what your program's about. Um, it's amazing what you can do and, and the impact you can have on these people you never thought that, that would be a part of your program. Uh, I know at one time uh, last year we had a, a deal where the, you know, a lot of, well, I'm sure a lot of teams do it where different churches may come serve or whatever. We, we had some groups come out and, and we wanted them to, to cook hamburgers during practice. We did this the first four, first five days of football practice. So those first, and literally those, those days where you're in no pads or whatever it might be, and you're going through some of your two a days, whatever your program is, but we scheduled different groups to come because we wanted to, them to be a part of our program where some of our kids or some of our parents were thinking, Hey, these groups are coming in and serving our, our kids, which they were. But my focus was, I was bringing in five different groups of, of, of organizations to see what our program's about. They, we brought them not just to serve maybe on a Thursday night game meal or whatever it might be. I brought them right out to our practice field and, and had those, had those men cooking hamburgers and watching our practice and being a part of everything we did. And it was fun to hear some of the comments of some of these older guys that were, that were in, you know, saying, Hey, I, I've never, never went to school here. I always thought union was a, you know, a little bit different when I was growing up because I was at this school and then I had no idea, you know, how you guys coach or, you know, when I, I had this picture of what a football coach is and you guys gave me a different look at that. And, so we gained uh, a lot of fans just from that. Yeah, Coach, it's one of those things like I find for whatever reason, some coaches out there take the approach that, you know, they're, they're not as accessible or the program's not as accessible. And, you know, I think that kind of approach maybe causes some problems immediately because I think, you know, people are going to have issues or concerns or whatever it might be. And if if they don't have – at least a contact point within your program. Maybe it's not always the head coach. Number one, you're you're the guy or the group that can can help with those concerns or can help solve a problem. You know, they start going to each other to talk about how the problem's going to get solved. And you talk about a program that's that's going to be out of alignment real quick is when you don't give that accessibility. I always I kept it simple, like and would tell you know in our parent meetings and, and you know our players etc. Is like. There's somebody who can help you solve your problem. That's the person you need to go to to solve your problem, not somebody who you're going to end up, you know, complaining or blaming or whatever it might be. Find that person, be able to reach out to that person who can solve problems with you. Yeah, there's there, there's no doubt about it. And I think that, you know, especially in this time, we have all this this time where we're not able to work our kids out is, you know, I would just, you know, challenge a coach to, to sit down and, and just, you know, look at the the flow chart of his, of the organization, you know, and you want to think of, well, who are my stakeholders? Well, just look below you, whatever title you have, look below you, you know, it might be some play, players have a stake and they have a vested interest in what you're doing, you know, look below in the flow chart, look above you, how many levels above you or below you, and then look to your right and left, those people that, you know, are externally out there that can help and, and then start, you know, what are some things I can do 
to involve them or what are some things I can do to coach them so they understand our program even better. And, you know, for us, for me, it's, it's kind of a flywheel concept, kind of a, and I said earlier, chicken or egg is, you know, what comes first, you know, developing players or, well, you know, how do you develop players? Well, you've got to have coaches. Well, how do you get those coaches? You know, how, you only have four coaches. How can you get six? You know, I mean, what, what can you do? Well, then oh, I've got to have administrator support to get that extra coach. Well, okay. So did the administrator support come first? You know, well, maybe it was the, then the enthusiastic fans or the community that was pushing that administrator to, to uh, realize what your program was about. So maybe the, the parent support, you know, was what in the community was what caused everyone to get excited that made the administrator think, Hey, this is something we need to invest in, which caused you to do the coach. You, you can kind of see the, the, the momentum that you can create if you are coaching all these different aspects and then, you know, before long, you, you're just a guy that's putting in some input, but everyone being involved in your program, I think is how you create that momentum. Coach, I'll let you get into the, the details of how you coach each of those groups up. And, you know, for you is in, in looking at all these groups, is there outside of, of your staff and, and your players, who, who's the first group, I guess, that you're going to look at and start to coach up? You know, I, I think for us, it's like you said, it's it's almost that chicken or egg. You know, it's it's definitely it's not. You know, you you've got to you've got to have a plan or a philosophy for each one of those. And and you know, for me, it's one of the things I looked at was in our athletic department. What are our goals with our athletic director? What what are the goals that we have that are important to you? You know, what's what's the overall, not just the football deal. What's the overall because your, your athletic, athletic director or the, the immediate administrator that you're connected with, you know, they, they have, they have a, a philosophy or they have something that, that if I can, can coach to, to what they think is important, then right there, I've got a, I've got someone who has an interest in, in our program. And, you know, for at union, well, you know, the, the, the things that were important for our department was character, communication, max participation, you know, athletic championships is one of those, obviously, and academic championships. So, you know, I started looking at, okay, well, one of the things that, you know, why is max participation important? Well, it's because our superintendent believes that in a large school like ours, you know, we, we need to make sure that we, every kid has an opportunity. And so when I start, you know, looking at, at that, I start trying to sell our program, you know, on how many numbers we have, what are we doing to increase our numbers? I start looking at our youth programs and I'm constantly trying to push, Hey, this is how many people we have in our program or what it might be. Or, you know, if it's, if character is an important thing, then I'm, I'm going to make sure that, that I'm showing examples of where we're doing those things. So I'm coaching to that, to that person because I found out what was important to them. And so that's that's the next question I think that that you look at is once you identify, you know, who that stakeholder is, whoever it might be, is start to find out what's important to them, and so that you can adjust much like we do we would with a football player. You know, some kids you um, they like you know to you to to be a little more abrasive in your coaching, and some kids want to have things explained a little bit better. We all have different buttons that we push, and so you know finding out what's important to those 
those people. So, you know, one of the things I think that has really helped me in my experience is constantly having open communication with our superintendent. And, you know, some, some guys are in places where they're like, well, I I don't have access to, to my superintendent. Well, it's probably because the only time you ever are with him is when he has a problem with you or you have a problem with him. And I mean, (laughs) sit down and sit down and, you know, go have coffee and have no agenda whatsoever. I mean, don't, don't go to, to, you know, have a, a, every month I want to just go, let's go have coffee together. You know, I want to be an ambassador for this district. You know, I don't, I don't want to just be the football coach. I want to be an ambassador. I want somebody that because we are so visible, our programs, football is so important to, to a lot of people is, is what can I do to help you? And, and so then if you're used to just having those, those meetings and you're used to going and having those cups of coffee or whatever it might be uh, with your superintendent, then that time where you do have a need or you do need something to, Hey, I really need to get this coach hired. I can't wait till April, you know, to find this spot. I need to get him in January because you know, he's going to be hired from, by somebody else. Then, you know, you're used to, to meeting with them and, and it just kind of takes the edge off of some of those. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, Coach, because we all have those kind of relationships when, you know, the only time you hear from somebody is when they need something. You're like, oh, geez, what is it now? So it, it kind of, yeah. it develops the relationship, which is for all of these groups, whoever it is, whether it's always you or somebody on your coaching staff serving as a liaison, like that's the kind of environment, that's the kind of climate you want to create that, hey, we're always going to stay in touch. And then there are going to be times when I need you for something and we'll ask, but it can't be just, Hey, you're going to hear from me when I need something, or I'm going to hear from you when you need something, right? That, that becomes, that's not really a relationship. That's, that's not what you're looking for. I totally agree with that. And so, you know, the same thing, you know, parent wise is, you know, if you only just have that one parent meeting a year, which, which we have that parent meeting, it's important, but to have things where, let your parents know about your booster club. And it's one of the things we've got to do a better job of with, with our kids is our kids need to understand it's important for me and for your parents to be a part of our booster club, not just from the financial standpoint, but for our parents to know that, you know, once a month, month, once a week, whatever it might be year round, I'm at these meetings and I'm answering questions and I'm talking about our program, not just that, August meeting. It's all that, you know, it's year round for us. And so for them to have access to your coaches and for you to be able to share those types of things, you know, we've got a, a mom's group, the mama skins. I know everybody probably has something, but though, you know, there's, there, there's no better group than that group of moms to, to have them a part of things and, and finding ways to let them set up socials where you can be and, and, and just let them see the real, the real person behind and the coaching really helps with that. You know, coach, as, as we sit here and, and you mentioned like now you're, you're busier than ever at a time when, you know, we're all socially distancing that, I mean, we're definitely learning how to work virtually. And I mean, I could tell you, you know, it, it, it's tough. I'm on the parent end now and it, it's tough to always be able to get to those meetings, you know, with, with whatever is going on. And I think, those live meetings are important, but I think you can intersperse them with maybe something like a Zoom meeting, right, where everybody can hop on and be where they need to be. You need to be, you know, you're where you are, and, and it could be, you know, kind of that 
touch point live with people there hearing you live answering questions that might come up but at the same time I guess isn't as intrusive on life as having to you know get in your car and show up at some place and and be tied up for an evening in in a meeting so I think you know we can I think we're all learning that there's other ways of doing it right now yeah I think that there's no doubt that this has accelerated coaches and their their use of technology even even parents you know we're, we're probably going to be five years ahead of where we would be before any of this ever started. I know that, you know, in our program, we, you know, we're these learning management systems that we use in our schools. Now we use Canvas or whatever it might be where kids, you know, teachers have all their stuff on online and the kids are used to those kinds of things. And as a football coach, I, I couldn't tell you how to log into that, but I've got a whole staff full of guys that, that because they're teaching class, they, they know exactly how to do that. And I'm, we're not posting anything into to this learning management system for football. And I'm like, this makes no sense. We should be doing these types of things. You know, we should be doing things. I, I talked with our AD a few days ago about let's go ahead and host a, a recruiting seminar on Zoom. I mean, as you said, you know, it's so hard to get parents together. That's just one more meeting up at the school. You know, let's get, let's get myself. Let's get a basketball coach. Let's get our guidance counselor. Let's all get on Zoom and, and let parents, because eventually life's going to go back to normal, but we might as well get a lot of really good information out there about you know the NCAA eligibility and, and those types of things. Well, Coach, I, I kind of threw you off track there just talking about the different groups. You know, next group from there that, that you really look to coach up. You, you know, I think when you talk about enthusiastic fans or community, I think one of the things is, is is you've got to have a program that your fans can be proud of. What can they get behind? You know, is it, you know, maybe it's wins, maybe it's championships, which there's no doubt that, that that's important. But there's lots of things you can do to have your fans, you know, be proud of who you are. Um, you know, for us, you know, we have a Redskin, what we call Redskin Aid, which stands for athletes impacting the district. You know, what are things that, that our kids can be involved in and and how can we how can we serve the community? And it really wasn't intentional. You know, we've we've done some things with our Special Olympics, and and we've gone out. Uh, they were they were doing a big technology upgrade, and where they were having to move all these computers in and out of these buildings over the summer while the teachers were gone. And so, just contacting the district IT director and said, "Hey, you know what?" He was saying, "Hey, this is going to be a tough job for us." And I said, "Well, this will be pretty easy because you know, we've got a hundred kids that come up and work out in the summer. We'll just." We'll just have those guys tell them, tell them they're staying an extra hour, hour and a half after workouts. And we'll get every one of those computers taken out of those classrooms for you in the whole high school. And, you know, things like that, you know, and that, that IT director, you know, he was, he was probably going to be uh, coming to our games, you know, but man, he, now he has an interest. You know, he, he saw us with the, the sideline replay system, you know, and the way we were, we were trying to set up our TVs at, at a game. And he said, this is ridiculous. He goes, I've got a, I've got a better way to do this. And before long, we had like some four thousand dollar trunk that had electronic TVs coming out of it. It was, it was pretty cool. But you know, just just reaching out and trying to find ways to for your fans, you know, the Rotary clubs and all those kinds of people to be excited and 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 be proud of your of your school and your community. You know, though those things are important and explaining that to your to your players, because it's, you know, obviously in the, the culture that we have is that 
we we want our fans to be be proud of who we are and one of the biggest things we do is is our national anthem we will always have our team out for the national anthem i know a lot of teams do that in some parts of the country they don't i know here in oklahoma usually the national anthem's played while the players are still in the locker room and and we change that that culture for our kids and you know and and that's something now in our program that's important and 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 our, a lot of our fans appreciate that. And so a lot of those things are things you can do. And and we all have to take time to develop our, our philosophies. I mean, you know, what, what are we really passionate about, you know, in our program? What can we do that we're really good at? And, and what drives our, our resource engine? I mean, I think those three three questions and the, that's a, a Jim Collins good to great concept that he had that, I mean, it's true, you know, when you talk about, you know, what is your hedgehog? I mean, what are you really good at? This sounds like, you know, Coach Fred at Union's doing all of these several different things over and over and over and over and over. But, you know, it, it really is. It's all kind of goes down to just one simple concept is we want to develop champions. We want to build champions, you know, on and off the field and, and get, get our, uh, all of these people in, excited about it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things like just being creative with it. And I've seen it done different ways. I've been a part of programs that have, have really reached out to different people again within, within their whole stakeholder community to get that involvement. Right. So, so for example, when I was at Baldwin Wallace, our, our head coach, John Snell, who's been on this podcast before he, one of the things we did was a professor day and our seniors would reach out to that professor who's who had made a difference for them, you know, in, in their academic career. And before the game, they would uh, present them. I think what we d- did was had a, a, you know, a frame program from that day, from Professor Day, autographed by the player who was giving it to him so they could put it up on the wall in their office. And they would just present that to them pregame, you know, in a, in a small little ceremony for Professor Appreciation Day. But you talk about, like, you know, now that group, right, those professors came and, and showed up for games and w- were really interested in, in what our student athletes were doing and supported us. And, you know, you, you talk about the effect of those things. And I'm talking about college, but, you know, the recruiting process became easier for us because when we would have, for example, a, a kid who's, let's say he's sports management, and, you know, we've been developing this relationship through our players with as well as our coaches with the sports management professor. Now in recruiting, that person actually became somebody who was, was a valuable part of that process. Hey, we have, you know, so-and-so from here who's interested in this program and coming here. And I mean, now it's not just, you know, the coach calling that, that kid up that now, you know, they might get a call from that professor. Heard you're interested in our sports administration program. I'd like to tell you more about it right now. Just think about the impact of that on a program again i'm giving you an example for college but how that is far-reaching you know the one thing about it keith is that that professor was always there you know i mean that they had they had an interest you just cultivated it you know and um, and i mean you let it grow i mean all of this is out there for if we'll just take an opportunity to look at it and i love the the quote john maxwell and you know the 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 author on leadership that's been around for a long time, but he talked about coach Wood and, and the quote was, you don't just meet the coach, you experience him. And I think that that's the, the key is, 
is I want people to experience who I am and what our, what our program is about. And, you know, it, I think you told me this a couple of years ago. I just, you know, you see the stuff on Twitter and I'm trying to get better. I'm just not real good at it. And it's not, I'm not anti technology at all. You know, I just, it's hard, you know, hard for me to, I want it to be about union football. I don't want it to be about our kids and our, and I want to be an ambassador. I don't want it to be a coach Fred type of deal, but you know, the way you explained it to me was, don't you want your parents and your people to understand what you're about? And I think that that's so true. I think social media for me needs to become, and then I'm trying to get it to become a, a platform where it's not promoting me. It's, it's promoting, letting people know what I'm about. And, and that, that's a great resource. I guess staying along the lines of, of examples here and, you know, again, these stakeholders meetings and what you're able to do and, and, and talk to different people with those. Go ahead and give us a, another example of that as we close out the podcast. Yeah, I think it, when you talk about it, administration specifically, and to me, this is this is always one where I, when I talk to other coaches, they, they have it somewhat of an interest in that two things. One is all of us have someone that we immediately report to. And I think that it's very clear when you take a job that, you know, in the final final stages of when the job's been offered, I think one of the questions uh, that we always need to ask is, well, who do I report to? And uh, I think that needs to be very clear. And usually we're in a meeting with, if, if you're at the point where you're taking a job, you're usually in a meeting with, with a superintendent at that point. And I don't know too many superintendents that aren't going to answer that question with, well, you report to me. And so therefore, you know, right away, hey, I've got a relationship. I just got an invitation for a relationship with the person who makes a lot of decisions for our football program. And so I just need to cultivate that. I need to understand that, okay, he said I report to him or whoever they say you report to. And then the next question that comes up a lot of times is, well, I don't want to look like I'm going over someone. So if you have a principal or athletic director or a director of extracurriculars, whatever that is in between you and that superintendent, you need to make sure that you invite all of them to the meeting. You may be just, you, you are going to talk to the superintendent specifically, but you want to make sure that those other people don't feel like you went around them. So you just get them all in the same room. And then that way you're speaking directly to the superintendent without uh, someone thinking you're going above them. But every year, I think it's important that you have an end-of-season meeting. Uh, you need to call that meeting yourself and have your athletic director, who, who it might be, and schedule an hour of time with the administration. And I usually try to do it those two or three days right before Christmas break or whatever it might be. Everybody's kind of in a festive mood anyway. But And just try to get in there and just sit down. And, and I love – I used to do a report on Word, and then I started using PowerPoint. And I don't use a PowerPoint – presentation in this meeting but i use powerpoint just because it's easy to print off slides and make a nice little folder out of it and it's full of pictures because truly you know pictures worth a thousand words i think you know to, for our superintendent to see a picture of our kids you know carrying those computers you know helping with special olympics you know all the different things aspects of our program and i go back on twitter or facebook or our coaches you know, where those, all those things that are out there. And I just find those pictures from the entire year. And I try to have that end of season meeting with him 
And so he can see all the things about our program. I obviously talk about, you know, our game results. I talk about our junior high teams, our youth teams, and I cover all those things like max participation, those things that are important to him. How did you communicate with everyone? You know, what were all these different meetings you had during the year? And just try to show those things, talk to him about our offense and our defense a little bit. You know, how what was our scoring average? Were there any records, you know, uh, did, was there a passing, a game passing record that was set by a kid? So he, they, they want to hear and know those types of things. You know, the things that we did within the community, go over all that. How many kids were at, what was our GPA for our, our class? You know, what was it in the years past? Not just this year, but what was it? Well, you know, we were at a, we were at a 3.0 last year. We were at a, you know, a 3.01. So we dropped just a little bit, but you know, those, whatever the good news, bad news is, let him know what those things are. And then I think the biggest thing is, is finish with, with a couple of things, rank your staff. I will put a list of our, of our coaches and I will rank them from one to five. And I, and I go over this and this is another topic, but you know, one of the stakeholders you have, obviously internal is your staff, but is I rank them one through five and I let him know that, that a five is this guy's irreplaceable. And that way, if something happens, whether it's budget cuts or a principal wants to, to move somebody, or this guy's thinking about taking a job somewhere, he knows right up, up top that, that these two guys on my staff, I cannot lose. You know, I've got a strength coach right now that I do not want to lose. And he needs to do everything possible if it ever comes up to keep this guy. You know, and then I, I let our staff know that guys that are ranked number four are, are, are ones that are in a leadership position or should be. I mean, these are guys that you may lose because they're going to go be a coordinator somewhere or they're going to go get a head coach, you know. But those are really important to your staff. And because they're in a leadership position or should be in a leadership position, we've got to make sure their teaching level and their teaching load is less than the guys that might be a number three, you know, or a two or a one or these guys. This is a decision I, I need to change up. This, this, need, this guy needs to be trained or traded, you know. And so I try to let him know about our schedule. And then the next year's outlook, you know, we – We've only got we've only got four guys coming back on offense. You know, you kind of give him a heads up. Hey, this <laughs> next year may, you know, and it always ends up. Well, I know you're a good coach, and you'll figure it out. And then you're like, oh, great, <laughs> you know. But but you kind of let them know in the ninth grade. These were the teams that we were competing with, and and these two teams in our ninth grade conference were were. I mean, we split with them. We won one, they won one. So, you know, here in a couple of years, that's what it's going to look like. You know, uh, those types of, you know, you just kind of give him a, a forecast and we all can do those things. And then, like I said, I finished with decisions he made within this past year that, that had a huge impact on our program. And it, I, it might be a picture of a coach that you got to hire. It might be a new uniform. It might be, you know, new weight equipment. You know, two years ago, we bought an equipment trailer that, that, was really helpful for us, you know, especially since we started taking some of those trips to Texas and, and playing some games. And so you, you really brag on the things he, he did, whether he paid for it or decisions he made that directly impacted. And then the next thing is, is you, you ask him about needs. I mean, here's some things that we, we really need. And I, if I could give you any advice, go ahead and have the quotes ready. Because if you need a new if you need a new sled or you need a new set of uniforms, 
typically they'll say, well, get that back to me. Well, you know what that means is that it's going to get hidden on his desk. And so for me, I will always have that quote and I will hand it to him right there. I mean, it's quoted out, it's ready to go. And he may not sign off on it right then, but he will have it. And, and it's a great way to, to, uh, for everyone in the room to know what you need. As soon as uh, they get back from Christmas, these are going to be the things you really need to get done for the following year. Wow, some really, really good suggestions there. I'm writing so many down in the notes. The idea of a forecast, right? So important. You know, sometimes we we know intimately about that program and the kids we're coaching, and we can't assume that everybody, especially those you know stakeholders outside that that inner circle, understand it. I could think back to a year where, you know we had what appeared to be, and this is when I was a head high school coach, appeared to be, uh, you know, wow, kind of dropped off by a couple wins this year. But, you know, that senior group coming up through junior high all the way up even into uh, when they were JVs had not experienced a winning season. They they were a group that struggled, but they really got it together. And so for them to have a six and four was a huge accomplishment, not where we wanted to be by any means, but we understood what we were up against. And now, you know, you have the opportunity with with all of this to be sharing, you know, the story of what's going on in your program. Just some incredible ideas there, Coach. Well, thank you very much. Well, Coach, uh, for our listeners, if they have any questions for you, I know you said you're going to be more active on Twitter, so you might have some DMs there, but best way to reach you. Yeah, I think, you know, Twitter, I guess everyone keeps saying reach out there, and that probably is the fastest, especially since my name's so hard to spell on email, but just at coach underscore Fred, F-R-E-D. I may answer you back with email rather than answer until I can figure out the DM on Twitter, but I, I know I know that I have gotten a few DMs, and, and I do know that I do know how to find them, So, but that, that would probably be the fastest way, and plus it'll teach me how to use it better. <laughs> well coach as always i appreciate you taking time and you know i, I once you once you come on this podcast i kind of consider you a part of my team so i always follow what you guys do and i'm excited to see what you do here in 2020 once you're able to get things rolling again yeah we're we're excited we've we've got a new coordinator dub maddox and and known dub for a long time and and real excited about uh, what we've been doing so far and where we're headed Coaches, again, want to remind you of what we're doing with the football development model. Please push this down to your youth coaches. I think this is a great way for you to get some organization and structure beyond what you've already done. Check it out, all of our, our program development for youth football at fdm.usafootball.com. Again, check out our systems for blocking, tackling, and defeating blocks at footballdevelopment.com. If you register with your email, you get your choice of three free videos. There's some great things in there. I think things that as you get going again, you can get into the summer and maybe make up on some things that you might have lost if you had a spring ball, if you had time here in the spring to work on football. Some great drills for all those phases of contact. If you're enjoying the podcast, please have it over to iTunes or your platform and give us a five-star rate. If you have a minute, write a review. We really appreciate it, and we will read your review on our highlight show that we do at the end of the week. Thanks for listening to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast. For more resources, visit the Coach Performance Center at usafootball.com.